Today on CityCast Pittsburgh. Yesterday, we got some big news, or maybe the beginning of something interesting. The state Supreme Court weighed in on abortion access in Pennsylvania, and some are saying it might clear the way for something bigger down the line. We're with a friend of the pod in Lancaster to talk about what we should know. It's Tuesday, January 30th. I'm Megan Harris, and here's what Pittsburgh's talking about. I'm here with Jillian McGoldrick, a state government reporter for the Philadelphia Inquirer. Jillian, you have had the biggest day. It has been a busy one for sure. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for coming. Um, So the state Supreme Court issued this big ruling on Medicaid. That is a form of government provided health care. I'm oversimplifying um, an abortion in Pennsylvania. Tell us about it. What shook out? Yeah, so the the state Supreme Court signaled that it would rule that there is a constitutional right to an abortion, but not yet. It didn't do that yet. Signaled that they would rule. Yes, emphasis on signaled. (laughs) Um, So this case originated at the Allegheny Reproductive Health Center versus... uh, Here in Pittsburgh. Yes, um, versus the Department of Human Services, which administers Medicaid. And the Reproductive Health Center and other abortion care providers argued that the state needs to provide abortion care as part of the state constitution. And more broadly, there's a lot of attention on the case because of its likeliness to decide whether there is a fundamental right to an abortion in Pennsylvania. Which is a quote that was kind of going around earlier in the day. Um, One of the justices calling abortion a fundamental right in the Commonwealth. Like that feels like a big thing. I know I didn't have any power, but it feels like a, a mark. Yes, definitely. Uh, Having two uh, state Supreme Court justices uh, writing that out uh, uh, so firmly is significant, though it wasn't a majority of the court and not even all seven justices on the state Supreme Court ruled in this case. So um, there's still a bunch more to, to happen before there is officially or unofficially a fundamental right to an abortion in the state. Well, I want to tap in Sue Fritchie. She's the co-director of the Women's Law Project and works here in Pittsburgh. The Women's Law Project was a plaintiff in this case. Here she is describing all this, the three questions that were in front of the court, and as she called it, the huge victory that her side achieved today. So the first question was whether our clients who are Pennsylvania abortion providers even had a right to come into court to assert the constitutional rights of their patients. And a unanimous Pennsylvania Supreme Court said that they did. Uh, They reversed the ruling from the Commonwealth Court and said that they had met the, the test for standing to sue. And the second question was on whether state legislators, two groups of Republican state legislators, who had intervened as parties in the case. So that means they have all the rights and all of the access. They get treated exactly like a plaintiff or a defendant um, in the case. So the lower court granted them that status as interveners. And today the Pennsylvania Supreme Court said that was wrong and that they would not be allowed to participate directly as parties in the case 
they would still be heard as friends of the court, but they wouldn't be in a position um, to act as if they were um, a party in the case. And then the last question was of our, of our claim that the Pennsylvania law that says that Medicaid cannot cover abortion care uh, is a violation of our state constitution's protections against sex discrimination. And the majority opinion said that um, that was so, that the Pennsylvania Equal Rights Amendment prohibits laws that discriminate on the basis of sex and a law that withholds coverage of a medi common medical procedure that many, many women need while funding medical procedures that men commonly need. Uh, that is a violation of the state equal rights amendment. So Sue is claiming victory on all three. They got the outcome that they wanted. You know, this whole case has been going on for a while. It started in 2019. The state Supreme Court has now considered it. They've kicked it down to a lower court. The lower court may consider it again. If it's not to someone's liking, it could just get kicked right back up to the state Supreme Court. Yeah. So right now, anyone in Pennsylvania can receive abortion and abortion up through 23 weeks. Um, this case was never touching that yet. Yeah, this doesn't change that at all. That That's unchanged. Yes. Currently, you can, in, in cases of rape, incest, or where the life of the mother is at stake. Mm -hmm. uh, so there already are some people who are on Medicaid that receive uh, funds from the government for their abortion under those specific circumstances. And this could potentially broaden it if the lower court makes that decision? Exactly. If if the lower court makes that decision, though, that's also unlikely. The lower court is the Commonwealth Court, which is a, a conservative majority, though they do surprise Democrats every once in a while. Um, and uh, like particularly in like the, the school funding case, um, mainly they rule conservatively. Um, and then that ends up just going up to the state Supreme Court again. So it's likely this will just return to the Supreme Court after years more. Hey, Pittsburgh. Behind those stately red doors on Bingham Street, the brilliant minds at Pittsburgh's City Theater have a brand new stage show for you. It's a modern revamp of the Shakespearean classic Hamlet. Fat Ham follows a young queer black man named Juicy, whose father visits from beyond the grave to demand Juicy avenge his murder. Check it out through March 24th and get your tickets at citytheatercompany.org. Use code CITYCAST, all one word, for $5 off. So it's been several years now. The state Supreme Court has considered it. They've kicked it down to a lower court. The lower court may consider it again. If it's not to someone's liking, it could just get kicked right back up to the state Supreme Court. Exactly. And um, one of the justices and, and the reason why I'm saying this, this signals that the state Supreme Court would eventually uh, rule that there is a fundamental right to an abortion in the state is because there is a, a third justice who on no uncertain terms, he very clearly says that he would in the future um, support a similar uh 
a similar ruling, but it just was not, this was not the case for it. So he wanted to, to be sent back down to rule um, on the constitutionality of, of the case. So we also reached out to the attorney on record for those Republican legislators. We have not heard back yet. I asked you about all of this in context with our national conversation around reproductive rights. She says she's ready for whatever comes next, and she knows that the fight is not over. Yeah, we're not done yet. We're not done yet, not by a long shot. But it is a beacon of hope that Pennsylvania could provide meaningful protection to people's reproductive decisions. And we need that hope so badly right now. Jillian, what about you? What have you heard from folks in the wake of all this from, I guess, either side? Yeah, we're, we're here in the afternoon recording this on Monday, and um, there have been very few people who have put out statements. Um, even I think the Pennsylvania Family Institute put one out that just said, we are reviewing uh, and we will uh, interview at once we have some some sort of decision on what we think here. That reads to me like we need time to read it. Yes, <laughs> come, come yes, exactly. <laughs> and that's like every single um, uh, statement I've received today is just we are reviewing the the opinion. It was I mean, like that's good. I want people yeah. to read the legalese before they have an opinion. Exactly. And it's like 400 plus pages. Like it was it was a lengthy one. Um, so people are still making up their minds on, on what they think it all means um, and what their place in it should be. Um, but one of the people who have um, who has spoken out so far is House Minority leader Brian Cutler, a Republican out of Lancaster. He criticized the the Supreme Court, which he has criticized many times before as an activist Supreme Court, um, trying to overstep its authority and change well-settled law. So change the precedent that already exists, the, the precedent that is the Abortion Control Act, um, where the which does allow for some Medicaid-funded abortions to happen for those cases of rape, incest, and life of the mother. Yeah, that's all our existing stuff. Um, Is there anything else you think we should know about this ruling? Um, And I'm very curious what your next steps are. Like, what do you do from here? Yeah, I I think that um, people should know that this is there are going to be a lot more words and legal briefings and this is not over yet the justices did show a a desire to rule that there is a fundamental right to an abortion in the state um, but we're not there yet it's going to be a bit until that happens and it's a matter of whether the arguments present themselves in a way that they feel that they can rule that way Um, so it's just gonna it's just gonna be a while Um, it seems like a huge deal it is a big deal um, but it is also like a, a hurry up and wait situation Yeah, well, we will stay glued to your work. Jillian, thank you so much for your reporting and for making time on a very busy day. Thank you. That's all for today here on CityCast Pittsburgh. If you're liking the show, please tell someone, rate us, leave us a nice review. And of course, make sure you're subscribed to our Hey Pittsburgh newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Talk to you soon. Legal cases are wild, how they need certain parameters to fall in line to set a precedent. It's nuts to me.